Welcome to the Teaching History, Politics, and Stuff podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm your host, Elizabeth Evans. I'm completely passionate about curriculum, history, the social sciences, and all the other things in between. I love helping teachers by giving strategies to make lesson planning easier and resources to be your best self. I'm a National Board Certified Social Studies teacher with over 18 years of experience. I've met some incredible people in my life who will have a lot to share, and I cannot wait to have them as guests on my podcast. As James Madison once said, the advancement and diffusion of knowledge is the only guardian of true liberty. Thanks for joining me today. Let's learn. Today is a special episode. Um, Like many teachers, uh, a bunch of you probably woke up this morning or even last night. Um, You know, your AP test was done yesterday. Today is May 3rd um, as I'm recording this. And you either went to bed last night or you woke up this morning to a leak in a draft of a Supreme Court opinion in the case of Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Centers. Um, And that centers on a Mississippi law that would ban almost all abortions after 15 weeks of of pregnancy. Um, Really, to the crux of this case is the petitioners argue that both Roe versus Wade and the undue burden uh, portion of Casey, the Planned Parenthood versus Casey, should be overturned. And this is actually something that's been in the pipe for a while. Um, And Clearly, there are a lot of emotions that go with this. The case itself was heard um, in December of 2021. And we're getting to the point now, you know, the the court season is October to June. And really, we see a lot of these like bigger cases come out in June. So this was a leak. Um, it has happened before, and if you follow me on Twitter, I'm at Liz Evans NBC team. You will I retweeted um, something from somebody else who said, I mean, there have been Supreme Court leaks. Uh, Justice Chief Justice Berger actually at one point created the 22nd rule. So if a clerk was seen talking to the media, they could be fired within 20 seconds. So. The reason for this episode is to really look at how do we talk about this in a classroom, especially because in AP government, Roe versus Wade is one of the uh, 15 required Supreme Court cases. So your students are likely going to be asking questions. The first thing I'd like to really say is if you're at a place where you just this is not something that you have the brain space for, it's okay to tell your students I'm going to let this percolate for a couple of days and then we, you know, you can come in, you can ask questions, whatever else, what ends up happening sometimes. And what I noticed when I taught is something happens and we just dive into the news and we start to doom scroll and we really get into it and things change after a couple of days. And not that this is going to change, but there might be some more facts that come out. So modeling for them, part of the media literacy unit, right, is saying, I'm going to let this percolate. I need to kind of understand what the facts are. Um, So I do have a post on this that I did back a while ago. I think it was May of 2019. 
and I talked about how to teach contentious topics in AP government. And specifically, I was talking about how do you talk about abortion laws? Now, to preface this, I'm not necessarily an expert. However, I have studied uh, abortion case law since 2016 when I got to be a part of the Street Law Summer Institute. I've written about that too. Um, But the case we really focused on and the case I got to hear in the court was Whole Woman's Health versus Hellerstead. So I'm very familiar with Roe versus Wade and Casey and kind of the controversy that is surrounding it. As a side note, there is a book called Jesus and John Wayne. Um, I will link it in the show notes. Reading that book really made me understand the conservative movement against abortion because I have always been a person who, um, I'm a researcher. I want to learn as much about something as possible. Um, And with Supreme Court decisions, I have the ability to kind of divorce my emotions and just really dive in because the one thing I noticed is, especially in a teaching setting, is getting emotional doesn't help. Um, My opinion, personally, and your classroom might be different, but my opinion is not relevant in a classroom. You know, we are going to discuss something, but we're going to talk about what we're seeing and tie it into the things that we learned in class. Um, I very much, though, I like I listen to podcasts. I read Supreme Court opinions. I listen to the arguments. I really just dive into it. So the first thing is doing your research, because the more you know as an instructor, the more confident you feel. Do the kind of research that works best for you and your time and your space And also don't be afraid to say, I don't actually know that. Let's find out like what would be a really good source for us to use. And you can kind of tie all that stuff in together. Another thing is guiding your students to do their own research. One of the things um, that's a good thing to do is, especially if kids want to talk about news immediately, is ask them three questions. The first one is, what do we already know? What are the facts? And also, where are those facts coming? So if it's a Supreme Court leaked document, if it is in the newspaper, you know, how do we know something is fact? And not not trying to question their abilities, but making them really critically think. You know, so that's the first one. The second one is what are the unknowns? So right now with this case, one of the unknowns is who, I mean, we can assume we know who is going to be on each side, but that was a draft. So it is not law yet, um, but one of the unknowns is what the actual final draft is going to say. Um, What kind of ripple effects could this have? What are the unknowns? And then the third question is, you know, what questions do you have? And the thing with that is if you want to have kids write down questions and put them up on the board or however you want to do that, you can have two sections of questions. One is like, these are really great questions that we can probably find the answer to. And the second one is sometimes we just have questions that don't have answers. You know, well, what does this mean in general for women's health? That's actually a really big question that we can't answer. We can start to dive into it. Um, But really, if Roe versus Wade is reversed, it kind of reverts that back to the states. And then we'll see states starting to pass laws or not pass laws. And it's a good, a good reminder that elections have consequences and all elections, not just the federal elections, 
but really looking at your state and your local elections, you know, regardless of what side you're on, what, what does that look like? So guiding their students to do their own research. And again, you're a guide, you're a facilitator, empowering them to guide their own learning because what you want to really understand or have them understand is when they go out into the world and things like this happen um, because they're going to continue to happen. Like this is just the way of the world, how they think about things and how they do their research and not having to research everything. Um, but looking at, you know, unfortunately kids scrolling on Twitter and looking at people's opinions on things isn't research. What ends up happening sometimes is you get into a echo chamber of people who believe the thing that you believe and you you understand why you believe what you believe, but you, you need to also understand the other side in terms of, I understand this and here's why I disagree with it. And having those reputable sources and not just people's opinions. The third piece of this is understanding your community. I taught my AP government kids. I always talked about this stuff last because then I knew my kids better. And I, you know, kind of understood what I could do under the framework of my curriculum. I have to talk about Roe versus Wade. It is in the AP government curriculum. And no matter what states say, this is an AP thing. So if they don't want to offer AP, fine. But then kids lose out. So understanding my community and understanding that you're going to have kids that are very passionate on both sides. Um, but, but what is this conversation going to be? And to be very honest, sometimes you're just not going to have this conversation because it's not going to end well because tensions are high or we're just not in a place to have that conversation. My next tip is to be very clinical. Um, stick with the laws. Stick with the Constitution. Stick with the curriculum. You are a facilitator of learning. And again, this is my opinion. My opinion is that our opinion is not relevant. It is not relevant at all. Because what happens sometimes is when we give our opinion, kids take that as fact, and this is where we start to run into trouble. We want them to be able to think for themselves. We want to teach them how to think, not what to think. And then the last piece of this is being really approachable. If you have a positive and safe learning environment, your kids are going to feel comfortable asking hard questions. Giving them a space to ask questions and to make mistakes in asking those questions is important because they're learning. They don't, even if you have amazing AP seniors that are going to Ivy League schools and doing all this really cool stuff, it doesn't matter. They still need to be able to fail. They still need to be able to say, you asked this question. I don't think you understand how you asked it or, you know, kind of whatever else. So giving them procedures, giving them a piece of something to hold on to, to be able to ask questions. The funny thing is, is when this passed last night, my phone kind of blew up because I still keep in touch with some of my students. And it was like, well, what do you think about this? And the teacher in me was like, I don't know. What do you think? Because it just kind of is what it is. I, I can think a lot of things, but to be very honest, at the point where I first saw it, I didn't have enough information and I really didn't want to start doom scrolling because that is stressful.
there are a lot of podcasts out there. Um, Linda Monk, who is one of my very favorite authors, has a book, The Words We Live By, and um, on page 222 to 224 of her book, it explains um, abortion under the 14th Amendment. So you kind of get a little bit of understanding. I love the Constitution Center because they're so good at just presenting the sides. Um, Body Politic is a really good site. It is the OYA project, um, but that goes through Roe versus Wade, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. The Gonzalez cases are on there. I don't go through them. Um, one, because they're not relevant in terms, I just don't have time. And also it just gets to be a little too gory if we're having an honest conversation. Um, and then Whole Women's Health versus Hellerstead, which is the one I had mentioned. So giving them that, like understanding the Supreme Court and understanding abortion law um, is important. You know, and one of the things I always said in my classes, I will never challenge your morals, but I'm going to challenge your arguments. You believe what you believe because that's who you are. And that's fine. That's not for me to challenge. I am here to teach you how to develop an educated argument. And you can't develop an educated argument unless you understand the counter argument. So I hope that this was helpful. It was something during my walk today that I was thinking about. And there's so much that goes with this. And as teachers, you know, you're ending the year, your AP test is done. But hey, if your students want to dig into it, give them a space to do that. Give them parameters. Give them, you know, whatever it is you need to do because you know your students best. Um, But you know your kids. If your kids know the procedures in your class, you can have the conversation about contentious topics and you can tie it into the Constitution. You can tie it into Roe versus Wade because that is all part of a curriculum. If that's not in your curriculum um, and you're worried about having that conversation, a thing that might be helpful is just saying to students, you know, there are a lot of really great resources out there and I'm happy to make a resource list for you, but we're not going to discuss it in class because of time or it's not in the curriculum or whatever. Um, So I hope this was helpful. I think that today is Teacher Appreciation Day. I'm so grateful because I know how hard teachers work because I was one for a really long time and it gives me a lot of hope um, even in hard times. So I hope that this podcast finds you well and that this was helpful. I'll make sure to link the blog post um, which has one of the books linked and then I will also link Jesus and John Wayne because it was an incredibly eye-opening book for me. Thanks for joining us today. Please like, comment, and share the podcast. Want to connect with me? Find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest at LizEvansNBCT and on Instagram at LizEvansNBCTeach. You can also find me online at LizEvansNBCT.com. I'm so glad you joined us today. We'll see you next time.